the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When Mary recognized that it was Jesus she was speaking to, she probably became overwhelmed with joy and she started to go up to him and to start hugging him. But you know what happened? You can find it in the story. Jesus says, stop in the name of love. No, that, that, that wasn't part of it. <laughs> if you were Mary, you just, you, you've been crying because you, you, you know, you were heartbroken. And then all of a sudden, the person you are crying about is right in front of you. Your first reaction would be full of joy and you want to hug the person. But Jesus stopped her. Why did Jesus stop her? Jesus stopped her because Mary called Jesus Rabboni. You know what the word Rabboni means? Teacher. The moment she saw Jesus, she said, Rabboni, teacher, is it really you? And Jesus says, stop. Don't, ho don't hold on to me because I haven't yet ascended to my father. Now, what was that all about? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a theologian. I, I don't know why Jesus said, to Mary, don't hold on to me uh, because I haven't yet ascended to my father. I want to I wanna say, though, to you, I'm just a preacher. I want to say to you that this is probably what happened. When Mary saw Jesus, she still saw him as a teacher. And that's why Jesus said, don't hold on to me because I have told you before I'm going to my father. And when I go to my Father, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, He's going to testify to you about who I really am. When the Holy Spirit comes up to you, Mary, you will no longer call me teacher. You will call me King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Mary needed to see Jesus in a new light. Because even though Jesus rose from the dead, she still thought that Jesus was just that teacher. She probably wanted to touch him because she wanted to anoint him again. And probably Jesus said to him, don't anoint me. You're not going to be anointing me anymore. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and I will anoint you this time to be my servant. It takes Jesus the sacred presence of Jesus as King of kings and Lord of lords is what happens when we really see him in the glory of his resurrection. Perhaps today, you and I need to see Jesus in that new light, this Resurrection Sunday. He may still be, we may still be viewing him as just that great man who lived. Maybe some of you who are watching, maybe your view of Jesus is nothing more than just that great, great religious founder of a, of a faith. Jesus is more than that. The Bible says that he is the creator and sustainer of this universe. He rules and reigns. And he is all and in all. He is king of kings and lord 
of Lords, the undeniable presence of Jesus that the disciples like Mary Magdalene have experienced can be experienced by all of that today in a profound and eternal way. What was it that, that Mary experienced when, when she came to Jesus? Well, we know that, that, that Jesus had forgiven Mary. So the first thing that we know, the first thing we'll recognize in our lives when we encountered the presence of the risen Lord in our lives by the power of the Spirit is there is pardon. That's the first thing. You know that you've encountered Jesus because you have been pardoned of your sin. I have been pardoned of my sin. Mary was crying needlessly because she thought that the person that had delivered her from her sin is long gone. But in reality, when the Holy Spirit came and He began to dwell in us, when the Spirit of God dwells every believer, Jesus said the Holy Spirit will abide with you forever. The pardon that you receive from your sin will never be taken away. It is there forever because the, the power of the Spirit and the presence of the Spirit is in our lives. There's no such thing as an irredeemable person when the Spirit of God grabs a hold of you and the risen Savior rose from the dead to send the Holy Spirit in order to accomplish that part of the salvation process, the pardoning of our sin. 2 Corinthians 2.10, Paul says this, but one whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. For indeed, what I have forgiven, I have forgiven anything. If I had forgiven anything, I did it for your sakes in the presence of Christ. We are now able to share that forgiveness as well. Because we know that we have been truly pardoned and forgiven by sin, by, by our, from our sin by the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, we know that we have encountered the risen Christ when there is peace. You know, the, the, the favorite word that Jesus used to greet his disciples is, obviously, peace be with you. In fact, in Luke 24, 36, while they were still talking, I'm talking about the disciples, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Did you know that that peace will abide in your heart for, forever because of the Spirit of God that lives in you? See, that's something that, that we often say, yeah, you know, I, I know that in Christ I have peace, but do you realize that that peace will be with you forever because the Spirit of God is in you? Troubles may come. Pandemics will come. Tragedies will come. Calamities will come. But Jesus' peace will remain forever because of the Spirit that He sent. Lastly, purity. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Did you know that when you encounter the risen Savior, you will have pardon? You will have peace? And there will be a pursuit of purity. Now, Mary Magdalene experienced all of that. And then she started crying because she, she thought that all of that will be taken away from her. But Jesus says, don't hold on to me. The Spirit is coming. But when the Spirit comes, He will testify that everything that I have given you and I have told you will remain with you forever. Aren't you glad you've been pardoned by God? Amen? It through Christ. Don't you, don't you realize that you have peace? Even right now, you wouldn't be here this Easter morning if God has not given you peace. 
Maybe something's troubling you today. Let me tell you, that trouble is temporary. Go to the Lord. He'll give you peace. And you know what? The rest of our lives, we're going to pursue righteousness. We're not going to do it alone. People say, you know, you Christians are holier than thou. No, no, that's not our mantra. Our mantra is our righteousness is in Christ. We have been given that righteousness. You and I can't be righteous on our own, amen? It has to be given to us. We have to be put in that position. And so purity becomes an issue of God's work in our lives through the Holy Spirit. Now, there's another testimony that we are seeing the risen Lord in a new light. And that is, secondly, there's a true enlightenment of scriptural prophetic promises. Now, that's a lot of words. Let me say it again. There's a true enlightenment as far as scriptural prophetic promises are concerned. We look now to the second episode in the resurrection. Luke 24, 13 to 16. We see this in this account involving two disciples who are walking along the road to Emmaus. This is again on the same resurrection day. They were walking and talking to themselves about what's been happening in Jerusalem. You know, they were talking about the crucifixion of Jesus, how Jesus was a great teacher, that he was a, a man of God and all of that, and, and, and the, the, the priests and the, the, the temple, um, the religious leaders uh, all ganged up and arrested him and sent them over to the Romans to be crucified and all of that. They were talking about the events of the day. That was a big deal. The resurrection of Jesus, who was very, very famous <laughs> when he was arrested and crucified. And all of a sudden, as they were walking down the road to Emmaus, all of a sudden, Jesus started walking with them. Again, the Bible says that they did not recognize that it was Jesus. And then Jesus started saying, what are you, what are you talking about? And they even rebuked Jesus. That was amazing to me. You know, Jesus talked to them and, and, and asked them, what are you talking about? And they said to Jesus, are you the only one who don't know what's been going on? Where have you been? You know, don't you know that this guy, Jesus, who was a great man, he was a miracle worker, and he was doing all of these things. He was arrested. He was crucified for blasphemy. And the Romans just got rid of him. And then Jesus started talking to them about what the Bible says about the Messiah. Now you can read it for yourself. We don't have time to go through all of that. And he started talking to them from the beginning. Jesus expounded to them the scriptures. All scriptures are pointing to the coming Messiah, he said to them. You shouldn't be surprised at this. The problem with the two of you is this. You've been looking at this whole situation on the basis of what you're hearing what people are saying. You're talking about the events. You're talking about what people are saying about Jesus. Let me tell you something about who this Jesus is. This was Jesus talking. He was the one that God has chosen to redeem the world. And God will send this Messiah and he will die on the cross for the sins of all humanity. And he started going on and on and on. And then when evening came, and you think this sermon is long. By the time Jesus was done talking to these two guys, it was nighttime. And they said, Jesus, you've been talking to us about the Bible. Why don't you come in and have supper with us? And he did. And then he sat down, and all of a sudden he took the bread. Jesus took over the, the dinner. He took the bread, he prayed, and he broke it. And at that moment, those two recognized that it was Jesus. And they said to, her, to themselves, weren't our hearts burning while he was talking to us about him? They saw Jesus in a new light. They saw Jesus as the scriptures revealed who Jesus 
really, really is. Luke 24, 44, he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Now, listen, loved ones. We cannot see Jesus in a new light apart from what the Bible says about him. That's a sobering thought. Jesus is revealed to us through the words of scriptures. He's been prophesied thousands of years before he actually came. And in the writings of the gospel, uh, that's how we find Jesus. In the Old and in the New Testament. You know, uh, apart from the Spirit's work revealing Jesus to us through the scriptures, we'll never really grasp the reality of who Jesus is as he is revealed in scriptures. Loved ones, don't ca get caught up on depictions. You know, this time of the year, there's a whole lot of movies coming out about Jesus, you know? It's a whole lot of plays, you know, <laughs> stage play. Even churches do them. I'm not knocking these things down, okay? I, I mean, I mean you, can, you can see depictions of Jesus in paintings. If you go to, you know, I've been to Rome, and you, you, you see these museums, these churches filled with depictions of the life of Jesus. You know, we see photographs, we see movies. These are fine, but loved ones, you'll never see the revelation of through Jesus, through these de depictions. You and I will only see the true Christ as the scriptures reveals him. Nothing wrong again, but nobody gets saved watching Jesus of Nazareth. All right? You never get saved watching the passion of the Christ. You'll never know Jesus in a deeper way by looking at a painting or a sculpture. You find the real resurrected, risen Lord through the testimony of his word. You know those two disciples? They were shocked when Jesus broke the bread. They realized that they weren't just listening to the word. They were in the presence of the living word of God. I always tell people, tell me all the time, Pastor, I really feel the presence of God during the singing in the church. I do too. It's a wonderful thing to be able to praise God and, and sing these wonderful songs of praise. But then don't get caught up in the emotion of that thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting emotional when you're trying to praise God. You need to back up the emotion with a knowledge of the word. Otherwise, you, 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 know, you, know, you, can, you, you can work yourself up, you know. Come up with a few songs with a D minor chord and you start crying in a second. Isn't that right? Because D minor, D minor chords just makes you weep instantly, right? But don't get caught up in the emotional side of it alone. We need to back up, you know, our, our experiences with the word of God. You know, you never tell your spouse, honey, I feel like I love you. You never say that, right? Why don't you say that? Because you don't need to say you feel like you love your spouse. You just know you love your spouse. Otherwise, you wouldn't say it. Now, there's a final testimony of seeing Jesus in a new light. And that is, there is a total expectation 
of his supernatural perpetual providence. Write that down. A total expectation of his supernatural perpetual, meaning ongoing, providence. And that is the presence of his divine provisions in our life. We look at the third and final episode of the resurrection story that we, we were dealing with today. It's in John 21, 1 to 4. Jesus already appeared to his disciples twice before. Now, you would think that only, you know, if Jesus appeared as a risen Savior, you would think that just one appearance would convince the disciples to leave everything they have and, and, and start just proclaiming the name of Jesus. But that didn't happen. In fact, Peter decided that he was going to go back fishing. He said to his disciples, you've read it, it's in the text. Let's go back fishing. And the rest of the disciples says, okay, we'll follow you. And then they went, started go, going fishing again. And then Jesus showed up. And Jesus asked them, have you any fish? And you know what's a fascinating thing about that? They saw Jesus, but again, they did not realize that it was Jesus. What was wrong with these people? Why were they kept from recognizing Jesus? It's because they needed to see Jesus in a new light. Jesus understood that the cares of life are real. Okay? These disciples, what are they going to do? Jesus is gone. Even though he rose from the dead, it didn't seem to impact them that much. It seems like they're going to have to go back to business. They're going to have to support their families. They're going to have to make a living. So they wanted to go back doing the things that they normally do. How quickly they have forgotten the words of Jesus when he said to them, aren't two sparrows sold for a penny? And yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's scare? Don't you know that you're more valuable than these sparrows and God will provide for you? They've forgotten about that. All they saw is that Jesus was gone. All they saw was that, you know, we have to go back and do the same thing that we normally do. But you know what? Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that the cares of life, the needs of life, can be just as powerful as his promises. And so he asked the disciples, have you had any fish? And they said, no, we've been fishing all night. We didn't catch anything. So he said to them, throw your nets on the other side. Now, all of a sudden, that rang a bell. <laughs> that Jesus said that to them before. This is the second time this thing has happened. And at that moment, they realized that it was Jesus himself. We know that we have seen Jesus in a new light when we begin to rest on his divine providence, his divine provision. Jesus, by the power of the Spirit, will provide all of our needs according to his riches in glory. You need to see that. I need to see that in a new light. Sometimes we have problems in this world. Sometimes we go through trials. We go through tribulations. And we often forget 
But God is bigger than any of that. His presence, his because he rose from the dead, his providential care will never leave us. Did you know that you could have easily died in your sleep and not be here this morning? But because of God's divine providence, you and I are here. Every single waking moment of life we owe to God. We could Anything could easily happen to us after this service. Even before we came here. But God's providential care has always been with us. We know we have seen Jesus when we begin to rest on that truth. We have to rest on the truth. Nothing will ever happen in our lives apart from the providential care of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he rose from the dead. If he didn't rise from the dead, this is meaningless. We don't have to sit out here in the cold. There's no sense for us to proclaim the word. There's no sense for us to sing this song. There's no sense for us to pray for one another. But because Jesus rose from the dead, his presence is here. And he's going to provide you with the reality of that presence every single moment of our lives. You can be here today and gone tomorrow. You can be popular today and washed up tomorrow. You can be well today and sick tomorrow. But those things... Do not matter at all because we know we're resting in God's divine providence. Whatever is happening in your life today, if you are in Christ, you are that new creation. You're seeing Jesus in a new light. It will never discourage you. It will try to worry you. It, you know, life can sometimes come and give us anxieties, but they won't last. Because we have a claim to the presence of God that nobody else knows. Because Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus walked physically with his disciples for three and a half years. And still they struggled with all of these things until Jesus himself showed up and says, My, I will be with you through the Holy Spirit and I will abide with you forever. Let me speak to you who have not seen Jesus in the light of his resurrection power. May I say to you, that like Mary Magdalene, who thought that Jesus was just a good teacher, let me just encourage you to know that Jesus is not just a good teacher. He is the incarnate Son of God. Those of you who are struggling with finding direction in life, you don't know where to go, you don't know where to turn to, let me encourage you today that Jesus' words will abide forever. His word is the same. Okay, heaven and earth will pass away, but the promises of the word of God will remain forever. What was prophetically declared through the scriptures will be true in Jesus Christ our Lord. And those of you who have needs, I don't care what it is, maybe physical, financial, material needs, whatever need you have, I want you to know that Jesus is calling you to trust him and abide by his divine providence. Jesus doesn't always give us what we want or what we need, but he gives us peace. He gives us strength. He gives us courage. This is not a work that you can do on your own. This is something that only the Spirit of God can do. And that's why we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Did you know that God has caused you to be here this morning? Let me read to you what Paul says in Acts 17, 26 to 27. From one man, he made all the nations 
that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out to him and find him because he is not far from many of them. From any one of us. You can know God through faith in Jesus. He is risen. He is here today. He is not far away. You need to come to the table and you need and I need to lay down my heart to the one and only Savior, the risen Christ. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.